It's episode 236 of Nerds Eye View for the 4th of August. Happy August, Andrew. Yeah? I'm Jordan. Is it just happy August? It's happy August month. Yeah. AKA, it's going to be butt hot in California for the next month. Yeah. Probably two months. Last year was hot all the way until November. Hmm. Yeah, that's how California celebrates my birthday. Yeah. We just turn up the heat. Which is coinciding with this episode. Beautiful. Yeah. Happy birthday. Thank you. Birthday boy. Didn't we have a birthday episode for you? Um, it didn't match sure. up on the day. No, it I wasn't on the day. We celebrated it mm-hmm. in the way that we do. Yeah. <laughs> Just to say we mentioned it and then move, move, move completely on. <laughs> on. Uh, uh, but also, happy birthday to Barack Obama. Yeah. We share a birthday. Awesome. <laughs> happy birthday to our POTUS. That made me happy when he got elected because that's like a, it's cool to share a birthday with a president. That is very yeah. true. Because there's only like, you know, if, uh, 40? No, there's like 38 because a lot of them are doubles. Yeah. Yeah. They're doubles. You know, like you open up a pack of trading cards and you get two. Oh, I, like, figured, ah. I figured they just played tennis together. <laughs> um, so we have our box office we're going to go over. We got a new what, release. Did you say what the name of the show is? Uh, yeah, I said Nerd's oh, Eye View. Okay. Like I was way in the beginning. I always forget. You were too fixated on telling everybody it was your birthday. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person I am. I know. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> and we're reviewing uh, Mission Impossible, Rogue Nation. <laughs> that was the test to see if you knew the name of it. Yeah, I could tell. I was like, am I, am I, am I, am I? Mission Impossible. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, is that all we're doing? Uh, That's it, right? Well, we've got, I guess, the ending and <laughs> new releases and the box office. But, I mean, yeah. that's the that's the the wonderful, meaty part of our of our podcast. The important bits. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Let's get to that box office top 10. Count me down. I wouldn't want to go to number 10. Jurassic Park. Because if you went there, you didn't. Oh, whoops. I mean, Jurassic <laughs> Park 4 or 5. Uh, Jurassic World. <laughs> Part 7. Uh, <clears throat> which is, uh, you would end up number 9. Inside Out, which is where you'll be if you go to number 8. Paper Towns. Uh, and in order to get there, you'd have to be number seven. Southpaw. And if you are, then you're going to feel like number six. A train wreck, which is what number five was. Pixels, which is how you you know you don't fight the minions with, nope, number four. <laughs> wow. Minions. I'm trying to make a sense. Uh, and uh, this guy has plenty of them in number three. Ant-Man. And he does not take a number two. Vacation. Uh, which is what you're going to need after you sit down to the intense number one. Uh, stick with me here. It's a long title. Mission, colon, impossible, dash, rogue nation. No, it's rogue space nation. Rogue space nation. Space That's nation. That's the next one. <laughs> That's where they're going next. Uh, they're fighting on the moon. Um, yeah, good numbers. We got f- almost 56 million for mm. Mission Impossible. Mm. Did you expect to see this big in numbers? Sure. I mean, it's been, every time one has come out, it's been a good... I've been excited for it. Oh, I've been excited for it a while. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I mean, it's a little troubling seeing Vacation beating Ant-Man. Right. Uh, But I think Vacation will drop off and Ant-Man will stick. I think that is completely true. Mm. I think, I mean, it's not like it made a lot of money. Mm. Um, Yeah. uh, Ant-Man has made a ton of... It's made 132 in three weeks. Yeah, it's already, I mean, it's almost as much as Vacation has been out for three weeks. Vacation's been out for one week. Are you looking at that? What are you looking at? I'm saying Vacation's only been out for one week. Oh. And Ant-Man made almost as much as oh, it's been out for three. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I'm saying that Vacation numbers are so low that a movie that's been out for three weeks almost beat it. 
Um, uh, and, and I like that our numbers don't drop below 2 million. Some weeks mm. we've got all the money up front and then the last nine are just trailing. <laughs> but people are seeing a lot of movies. Uh, and also I think uh, Vacation and Ant-Man, it kind of falls into your theory of they're both kind of comedies. Even though Ant-Man, of, of course, is a Marvel film, so it's right. going to have the Marvel fight. But mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's a comedy. Yeah, very much so. Uh, and we, we reviewed that. And uh, it's smarter. Three weeks ago. I mean, I haven't seen Vacation, but I can yeah. assume that it's... I've heard only bad things. Yeah. So, and the Let's trailer doesn't help it for me. It's not going to be another... Uh, it's not going to show up in a bonus episode? I'd, I hope not. Unless it's... Like, I don't know. I really hope not. Yeah, okay. Good. Uh, I mean, because I really enjoy the old Vacations. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I haven't seen them in a long time. Except for Christmas. The Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. That one I've seen more recently, I think, than any of the others. Cool. cool. Uh, but yeah, people are saying they're not. It's not as good as the old. Well, of course not. The the old ones were such a product of the time. Like it's just mm-hmm. this is such a weird thing to do. And the the other kind of crazy thing is the writers of the vacation film are are going to be writing Spider Man. That's worrying. Yeah, it's not great. <laughs> That's really and then we're gonna worrying. we're gonna talk about it when we get to our coming out. Uh, soon, but one of the films uh, coming out this weekend is directed by the future Spider-Man oh, director. Wow. Okay. So it's yeah. this is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a time. Um, and then this is the first time that our last week and this week has almost been exactly the same. Yeah. 136 million mm-hmm. on both accounts. So I mean, is this just indicative of of the summer months? There's a new movie coming out every week, so people are people are going. I guess, yeah. There's no drop-offs. I guess. Which I hope to see this all the way through mm-hmm. because uh, if there's one thing we need in California when it's this warm, it's uh, nice cold theaters to go see movies in. Yeah. So. That's good more times. than California. That's, that's in a couple of places. No, it's just California. And Florida. It's always hot in Florida. If you're not doing They're something used crazy to. in Florida, go to a theater. They're used to <laughs> it being hot down there. All right. So if you don't want to go to one of these nice cool theaters and see one of these new releases or see one of these box office whatever they're called yeah we're gonna tell you what's coming out on dvd and blu-ray and all that stuff mm-hmm. on dvd and blu-ray uh this is a film that i thought was gonna get a bigger release and i didn't hear about it and then all of a sudden it's on dvd and blu-ray and it's called barely lethal what's this about and i'm clicking on it to get more information and it's requiring multiple clicks yeah it's not letting me click it buddy it's having like a lot of problems uh, Barely Lethal, it stars, uh, I believe it's Haley Stein- Steinfeld? Steinfeld? Sure. Whatever uh, her girl's name is. And uh, Jessica Alba. Mm. Am I getting this right? Yeah, Haley Steinfeld, Jessica Alba, and Samuel Jackson. Haley what? Steinfeld is a, a teenage oh. uh, like special oh, agent. Oh, this is like a special... Oh, yeah. I saw the trailer for this and I said to myself, I'm probably <laughs> going to see that. Yeah. And then it just disappeared from the theaters. Exactly. I don't even think it... I don't remember it even being in a theater. Wow. It was. It says, according to this website, uh, which I use uh, regularly, it says it was in theaters on May 29th. But I, I doubt that in a weird way. Uh, but basically, it was. Uh, she was a spy who wants to be normal, so she pretends she fakes her death and goes to a school, and then her uh, former handler finds her and enlists another special agent who's played by Sophie Turner Ooh. from Game of Thrones. Right. She's she's breaking big. Mm-hmm. You know, this should have been a, a huge release. And Samuel L. Jackson, yeah. I assume, is either a, a bad guy or the leader of the spies. One of the two. He's always something. 
But yeah, uh, yeah, he's in movies. He was in a ton. Remember, he was in that rescue movie. Did you ever see that? Not yet. It's, I'm going to. Missed, you missed it in theaters then. Oh, remember oh. that was like months ago. I know. You look, look. A lot of movies come out. I know. Right, and we don't have time to see them all as much as I just love to. And sometimes they don't even get the proper release, like barely lethal. Hmm. I feel like that could have been really good. Well, it'll be what a couple weeks before it shows up on on demand somewhere. So. Sure. Or if we're lucky, Netflix will nab it soon. It's from A24. They've been releasing a lot of good movies. Oh, yeah. They they actually have. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. Cool. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up, DVD and Blu-ray. Reviewed it all the way back in episode 221, Child 44. Which we had some mixed feelings about. Yeah. uh, For me, it was mostly all the accents. That annoyed the crap out of me. Yeah. That was a big problem. It's just... Uh, But this was the... um, uh, Gary Oldman was in this. Uh, Tom Hardy. Tom acting and hard. New Me Pace. Yep. Yeah. It was quite a cast. I and I the movie itself I enjoyed. It was mm-hmm. also the dude who played uh, yeah, Mr. Robocop. New Robocop. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. It's just everyone doing fake accents was really annoying. Yeah. Yeah. So that's yeah. a problem. It might be worth uh, watch if it comes on a movie channel, but mm-hmm. I would. I mean, this is purely in the watch it if it's on category for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, man. Uh, DVD only. I got nothing. I'm nothing. Sorry. So there's no, there's no game to play. Oh. Uh, uh, new on Blu-ray. Uh, this is a blast from the past. It's blast from the past. The Brendan Fraser film. <laughs> really? You know what? It's I thought it Blu-ray. might be. Yeah. And uh, I just, you know, I was hoping against hope. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Chris, Christopher Walken, right? Uh, yeah. Plays is, his dad. Is it Alicia Silverstone? Yep. Is that who that? That's the girl. Did I get that that's right. That's the girl who he Woo. meets on Topside. I, I got this. That is right. like a pre-post-apocalyptic Fallout. Sure. Except instead of shooting red roaches, he's meeting a girl. Yeah. Well, because yeah. he, he came out of the bomb shelter and everything was fine. That's crazy. They were in that bomb shelter for like what? How long was that? Uh, was since he remember? was a baby, right? Really? And he comes out and he's like thirty. That's crazy. Mm. Anyway. No, that uh, was our review of Blast <laughs> from the Past. That's that's not on Blu-ray, guys. Yep. Things like that are still coming to Blu-ray. That that's always, crazy. That, that, just, that just blows my mind. Uh, all like, right. who made that decision in a boardroom going like, yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, finally we'll let it go. Put, put some money on it. Did they make some special new special features for it? Right. <laughs> it's not even like <laughs> the they 15th <laughs> anniversary or whatever. It's just like... They got him yeah, back. just get it out. They got him back and they were like, we're going to do a four-hour behind-the-scenes uh, little featurette. Uh, <laughs> they just talked to Christopher Walken for four hours. Which uh, I'm fine with. I'll and he pay says money two to sentences the whole <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, all right. So oh. on TVD, uh, 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 one of these I know that you've seen. The other one I'm not sure. We're gonna mm. we're gonna try this out. Mm. So Jordan watches pretty much all the television. Oh, almost all the television. Yeah. So we're enough gonna, enough to where it's hard to tell if yeah. I've seen it or not. So part of a, a game that we play here on the what's coming out on TVD section is uh, has Jordan seen it? Mm-hmm. So the first thing out. How to Get Away with Murder, the complete first season. I'm going to say no. No. You have not seen that. I don't even know what the show is. <laughs> uh, is I it, thought, does, it, does it like cover like old oh, no. actual crimes no, 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 or is it? No, 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 no. It's like, a, it's like I didn't watch any, I didn't watch a full episode, but Juliana watched, you know, all of it and mm. I saw parts of it. Uh, the only part that I liked was... Um, um, from Gilmore Girls, the the girl who played Paris Geller was in it. So oh, okay. excited me. So it's an actual drama. It's yeah, it's a drama. Thing. It's um, I think they're like, it's a it's a woman and her 
she she's trying to pick like the new law student who's going to join her firm or something weird like that mm. she makes it like a contest like if they can do i can't remember what how do they get the prize like there's a trophy and they're all fighting for it and then um so there's a murder and they're trying to solve the, oh she's a lawyer and they're all trying to help her and she every week she gets a new case but then there's like a big season-long murder Okay. That's going on. I feel like this is one of those stories where someone tells a joke and go, oh, wait, the horse was blue. Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. You'd have to just look it up if you're interested. Sure. Yep. I thought it was only going to be one season, but apparently they're going to do multiple seasons. Yeah, because they just a complete first season. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it's that thing like, um, uh, I've, uh, I don't know if I've talked about it or just whatever, but like event television, mm-hmm. like where they're like, oh, this is a big complete story the entire week is just commercials of that one freaking episode that's gonna come up um but like they their their big thing is that if you if you come and watch this season Mm -hmm. you'll get a full story Mm -hmm. that's like the big sell of like an event like it's only 10 like i think how to go away with murder is only like 10 episodes oh interesting so it's it's like a thing where you can you can watch it get a full story and then you know uh, but now it's gonna have more seasons it's like that uh, cbs had extant Oh. With the Halle Berry. Right. Where it's like, that's going for more seasons, even though it was kind of like, here's... It, even though it ended? It, it ended, but like... I, it told its story. I saw the panel for it at Comic-Con. So like, it gets it like gets crazy. Okay. It starts with just robots, and now it's robots and aliens. Interesting. So that's, if, There's if, that. If you want to see robots and aliens, go watch Extant. There you go. That's a that's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's not on TVD. You know what it is on TVD? What? Strike Back... As they they call it, Strike Back Cinemax season three. Yep. Why did do you know why they call it that? Because when I know you watch this when it's showing in Europe, they <laughs> have like like there's a a season zero that hasn't shown in America at all. Oh, so they're and they call it season zero here, but for over there it's mm. different and it doesn't play on cinematics in Europe. It plays on a different channel. Oh, jeez. So this is them trying to in a complicated way showing like which is what. Oh um but that's this like, is that's like Doctor Who style. Yeah, I don't like, like, They need to they yeah. need to figure that out. Um, I love this show mm-hmm. uh, way more than I should. I'm sure you, I knew that going in. So, uh-huh. and uh, everybody should watch it. Um, if you don't have Cinemax, mm-hmm. find a friend who does. Is it on Amazon? Um, I don't know. Sometimes those things are on Amazon. Yeah, sometimes they get on there, but um, but it's definitely worth. I don't know, making a friend with someone who's got. That Cinemax uh, make a friend, and they have a Max Go app, so oh you boy, can everything's catch up. A go. Yep, Max there's go. Max Go. There's Showtime anytime. They they're the outliers. Well, it matches their brand name, mm-hmm. Showtime anytime, anytime. And HBO Go, I think they they're gonna change it to like HBO Now. Right, that's yeah. their new subscription service mm-hmm. for if you don't have the channel. It's just all so confusing. <laughs> just just pirate everyone. Just pirate everything. Nope, I believe in supporting right. your local artists. Good. That was a test and you passed. <laughs> okay, boys, you can go home. I had a, a team of... Uh, I know. I was waiting for them yeah. to bust through the door and take <laughs> me into custody. The thought <laughs> police are here. was bugged. Mm-hmm. The thought police were ready. Uh, anyway. That's it? That's that's it. So if you want to get any of those, go to your local video store. Go support those wonderful people who roam the aisles and suggest to you what to watch. Or if you're... I mean, that's. I guess that's still true in Portland, right? Sure. That's, that's where all the hipsters are with the Anyway. This has been the bad joke edition of Nerds I View. I know. I was just trying to let's, let it die, but you kept go. going with it. <laughs> let's keep going. Oh, um, you know what? 
I think we're going to review a film. Are we? Yeah, we're going to, uh, when Holy. we come back, we're going to review Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I'm so excited. What separates Flagons and Dragons from other live play D&D podcasts? We've got high-octane roleplay. Um, yes, this is Frank. Which I, was, I was heard that I, I was needed to be talked to. Insightful beer reviews. No, I'm going to go with a plus three to charisma for a heavy mouthfeel and a long finish. <laughs> <laughs> and even culinary tips. You want that marrow. I want that stuff goblin sort of... on goblin taste. <laughs> Check out Flagons and Dragons in iTunes or wherever you find podcasts. The IMF is uniquely trained and highly motivated. Specialist without equal immune to any countermeasures. But it is an agency of chaos. The time has come to dissolve the IMF. Now I want you to choose your next words very carefully. Where is Hunt? Last I heard he was tracking the syndicate. How come the CIA has never discovered any intel regarding the syndicate? Do you want to play an answer or the truth? We've never met before, right? Follow me. Benji. Ethan, where are you? The syndicate is real. A rogue nation trained to do what we do. An anti-IMF. They're coming after us with everything they've got. You ready? This may very well be our last mission. Let's make it count. So what's the play? You want to bring down the syndicate? It's impossible. How do you know we can trust her? Desperate times. Desperate measures. You got your seatbelt on? You asking me that now? Oh, hey boys, what did I miss? Ethan? Benji? Open the door! Open the door! Yeah, I'm trying. Oh my god! The door. Your movie review, uh-huh. if you choose to accept it, will be to review Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Okay, I accept it. Uh, this. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess I can stop. Stop yep. the tape. Yeah, no, we're good. Uh, so for our review, this is, uh, just to remind everyone, this is how our reviews work. Uh, this part right here is just going to be a, a straight up review. Mm-hmm. We're just going to talk about what we thought about the, the film, the act, the acting, the directing, the everything. Uh, but, uh, we're going to, you know, we're not going to do some spoilers. Uh, but if you stick around until the end of the show, uh, then you'll get to our discussion section where we will talk about every single aspect of this film. Oh, we're getting into to it. To every single, as far as we want to. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll, we'll exhaust all the topics that, that we think are important. Right. Uh, but for now, here is our review for uh, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation, directed by 
uh, Christopher McQuarrie, mm-hmm. who directed Tom Cruise in Jack Reacher. Ooh. That's that guy's name. I love that movie. And he did no, that's the that's the Tom Cruise he did. But that's so. Oh, they also he had writing credit, I think, on another Tom Cruise. I can't remember which one. Okay. But anyway, so they know each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was funny right now. Uh, this is it has nothing to do with the film. When I was doing the <laughs> the dumb version of this mission, if you choose to accept it, uh-huh. reminded me when I was in high school, we had um, you know like the improv teams, right. and I was on one. And uh, whenever we did, there was an improv game where you do like a Mission Impossible thing, ah. and I was always the voice on the on the tape, and that made me remember that. And I was like, oh. Anyway, that doesn't matter. <laughs> this just, has been uh, story time. Story time. Uh, Andrew Lindy. Uh, what the hell is this movie about, Jordan? Um, in a sentence. There. In ten okay. words. Three <laughs> syllables each. <laughs> no, no. I'm Your not doing mission, that. if you We're not doing an iambic pentameter on this <laughs> this edition of summarize the movie. Um, I mean, this is the fifth entry. Yep. Uh. Secret spy organization gets shut down, but has to save the day anyway. From another evil secret evil secret spy organization. Yeah. Yep. That's really something. Yep. Uh, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's a real classic spy story. Yes. Uh, Having an anti organization. And and, I mean, the funny thing is, is I'm sitting here watching this movie, and I'm like, well, you know, this looks real familiar. Why does this feel so familiar? Oh yeah, that's what the next Bond movie is going to be about. Maybe. Kind of. Basically. Maybe kind of. Well, no. Spectre is the opposite. I mean, Spectre, mm-hmm. the syndicate. Yeah. I mean, come on. Uh-huh. Anyway, uh, you know, um, yeah. And, and uh, some I've seen some people on Twitter complain about this. This one, it's called Rogue Nation. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why is it called Rogue Nation? That's what the bad guys are. Because that's what he's, he calls them in the... It's like right at the beginning. He says, yeah. they're a rogue nation of... of you know whatever and then uh, what's his name uh, scotty <laughs> you mm-hmm. did this last week and i got mad at you scotty Pippen? scotty mm-hmm. uh he said an anti-imf mm-hmm. it's like okay we get it you know yeah you know, this is the thing well i mean the next bond movie is called specter which yeah. is the anti mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mi6 uh but anyway uh i i don't know i don't even know where to begin with this it's a very fun like if you've seen the trailer then you kind of get the gist of a lot of the action scenes mm-hmm. that happen, uh, but, but they're man, all, they're they all are, pretty satisfying. They are something to watch. Um, and then there is a um, the the female character. Uh, I don't recall her name. Ferguson is her last name. Oh, Rebecca. I mean, Rebe- I was oh, trying to think of her character. Um, name. Rebecca Ferguson is the actress. I don't know. She's like undercover British spy lady. Yeah. Well, now you've maybe you've said too much. She's they're undercover. all spies. Everyone is a spy in this movie. Anyway, everybody. The, the point is. The Prince of England is a spy. Yes, of course. Yeah. Uh, this, it's uh, she's she's really cool. Oh, I she's think, awesome. I think she's great, and uh, it's it's really interesting that I mean uh, I don't know. I mean, please uh, correct us if we're getting this wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, Ethan Hunt is married, yes. or at least was in oh a sense. Oh my god! I brought that up to you at the end of the film. I was like, where is his wife? Well. It's uh, his wife was played by Michelle Monaghan, right? And uh, I believe so. She first shows up in three, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we briefly see her in four, just to remind uh, remind everyone that she's around. She exists. But I think she's in hiding. I think it's a thing right. where she's either changed her identity or her name or something to protect herself from the enemies. And he's got to be. He's got to. He's still in love with her, but she's got to be away from him to be safe. Yeah. All right. Well, I I accept <clears throat> that, but and it explains like not to go into spoiler stuff, but it explains the relationship that we see in this movie, mm-hmm. how he acts. Because he does sit on that line mm-hmm. without going over it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's it's also interesting because what we're seeing in the the in Rebecca Ferguson's character mm-hmm. is basically a female version of Ethan Hunt. Right. It's she's as talented as him, as able as him. Well, she even not she ones up him. Oh, she does. Yeah, uh, at least once. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say when, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's really interesting. Right. And their kind of relationship is that she she knows maybe more of what's going on than he does. Right. But they're both stuck within you know the confines of a spy you know the spy agencies that yeah. they that they come from, mm-hmm. which is really interesting. Uh, what I wanted to talk about was the villain now uh in in the trailers you don't really uh, you see him but not really but not really yeah i'd say you see him about as much as you do in the beginning of the film right because that scene's very early on Mm -hmm. where you actually see him in the trailer uh and i the weird thing whenever i saw that trailer i somehow thought that was tom cruise in makeup and that I remember that confused you bring that up yeah and uh, so when he shows up in the movie for real and they they make a big deal out of him i was like is this going to be a weird thing where Tom Cruise pulls an Eddie Murphy and he plays both, dual roles? Both, both, both roles? Yeah. Yep. Which could be interesting. Right. I but, mean, if anybody could do it, he could. But no, in fact, it's an actor named uh, Sean Harris, mm-hmm. who, uh, if you didn't recognize him, I don't blame you. Um, but I, as soon as I looked him up, I went, holy crap. He was in um, Prometheus. Oh. If I'm remembering correctly, he's the, there's, a, there's one of the scientists who gets the virus or whatever inside of him and he gets all weird, like all like, huh? He, he, he I can't remember. He, he, it's like he dies and then he, his body is taken control of and huh. comes back okay. to attack everyone. He has a weird beard in that movie and he has like That's red probably hair. Probably why I didn't recognize He has red that. hair and a weird beard. Okay. And so, but in this movie he has no beard and like gray hair. Mm-hmm. So it's like very, it's a, it's such a change. He that looks it's, completely different. It's rather shocking. Yeah. And, and even the voice, like he does something, I don't know if he's doing something to his voice in that movie or in this movie, but it's, it's really something where I did not recognize him at, at all. all. Not even Me a neither. little bit. But I'd I never I've seen, seen him before. at least in Prometheus and maybe one other film. Uh, but yeah, and it's, it's kind of a thing where, um, the villain, uh, right away, uh, whether or not it makes sense or not, I'm mm-hmm. going to say it probably doesn't make a lot of sense why the why he's there in that first scene. When you watch the film at first, it makes no sense, but you find out later why. Really? Yeah, I, I feel think, 100% you do. Because, if, even because, if he gives an explanation, it's kind of like a weak explanation. No, I think it makes a lot of sense. Because that whole first scene is why Tom Cruise goes off chasing him. Yeah, I know. So and that kind I, of we needed right, that well, story wise we needed that moment so Tom Cruise would know who to chase. I feel like I feel like it makes sense and we can discuss it more later. Okay. Uh, I'll tell you why it makes sense. Sure. Tell me. Let's talk about um uh, uh as much as we can the uh the opera sequence. Ooh. That was really interesting, huh? So good. Yeah. And I know I know it tickles your fancy being a theater boy and all. It, well, yeah, that was good. And then also I really enjoyed there was like 
uh, I don't know if I'd even call them twists. It's mm-hmm. just like moments that are kind of unexpected, right? Where you don't exactly know because what's going on. Like it, it's it sets up a complicated scene where there are so many moving parts, so many yeah. agents that could change the course of what's going to happen during that scene, and you have no idea who's anybody. The only characters whose motivation you know is Ethan's. Yeah. And you understand what he's doing and why he's doing it. Well, there are so many different players. There's a point where you don't understand what he should do. Right. You're (laughs) like, like, wait a minute. (laughs) None of this makes sense right (laughs) now. It's crazy. Yeah. That that scene was, I thought, really good. That was great. I was worried how that was going to pan out. And it, I think it, it turned out really good. Right. That was a really cool, that was a really cool scene. Mm -hmm. Mm. He stayed true. He stays true to his character. Yeah. Because I mean, him being Ethan Hunt, like he makes the choice that Ethan Hunt would make. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let's talk about Jeremy Renner. Oh, yeah. I was a little bit s- sad. I yeah, feel like he, he got sidelined. Have, he didn't have a big role in this movie. No. But it was an important role. Mm. Like, he was well used in the role he was in. Mm. But I uh, just... Maybe maybe it's a, a reaction to the Avengers movies where he has such an action-focused role. Mm. Like, this is him not being action-focused. Mm-hmm. This is him using his wit instead of his physical skills. Mm. And I thought he was great. But I agree, he wasn't in the movie that much. No. Uh, I mean, he was mostly in scenes with Alec Baldwin. Yes. Who was pretty great because, um, if he you couldn't tell from, I guess, the ending last mm-hmm. week, I, I doubted his motives, mm-hmm. uh, which made for a very interesting, like, to, because his whole role in the film is he's a CIA uh, director, m- director yep. and he's looking at the IMF and going, this is nuts. Why do we even have this? Mm-hmm. Uh, give, give me all that money. And all that power. And and I'll uh, do the job. I'll I'll handle it. We're we're the CIA. It's what we do. Uh And so whatever the board of directors they're appealing to Mm -hmm. is is deciding, yeah, uh, let's shut shut it down. It's probably the funding committee. Yeah. Because they were just talking about taking their money. Mm -hmm. Because ostensibly when you take a program's money, it dies. Mm -hmm. So... Uh, But what I found really interesting was it's... uh, As as the story, as the movie goes along, Mm -hmm. kind of Alec Baldwin sees how crazy the world is and how necessary they are like it's awesome (laughs) he has the cheesiest line Mm. in the entire movie and like laughably cheesy Mm. but it's like well yeah actually that's kind of true like we need we need ethan hunt and we need the imf oh he says like ethan hunt's a force of destiny no he says he's the physical manifestation of destiny and in my head i was just like really yeah but i mean it's kind of (laughs) true yeah uh, like and he's so committed to that role. Like Ac- uh, Alec Baldwin pulled every freaking fiber of his being into that speech, and it was just like, oh man, yeah, oh man, it's pretty great. And I just it also tickles you when you realize who's in that room with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I kind of saw that coming. Uh, yeah, I I think <laughs> I leaned over to you and I said, oh, I know who that guy is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, so in that in that same kind of way, uh, this film does reference some of the other films mm-hmm. uh, some uh, rather uh just like bl- blatantly mm-hmm. where alec baldwin says i've been with the ca as long as you've guys been breaking in and stealing our files like, <laughs> yeah it's kind of like a funny reference uh, to the first movie. first movie yeah um and then they even reference the last movie mm-hmm. is like a nuclear bomb almost hit london i don't remember london, it almost hit yeah. russia whatever a nuclear bomb hits almost hit somewhere but he's like uh, jeremy Renner's like but we deflected it yeah <laughs> Everything, you know, uh, yeah, it's kind of a fun thing. But it is kind of, um, you, you're comparing it to the, you know, a future Bond film. Yes. But if anything, I think you could well, look... Well, I just mean because of the alliteration yeah, in the... syndicate inspector. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think even if you look back at Skyfall, 
there was a big part in Skyfall where there's they're in front of a committee and the committee's like, yeah, we should shut down your spy sec- section. Yeah, MI6. The double O things, it. we don't need those people. Mm-hmm. And then Bond comes out and he's like, yeah, I'm going to take care of this bad guy. Right. Who, yeah, maybe he's a bad guy because of us, but we can take care of him. Yeah. And you guys it's, can't. And, and I love, I mean, now we're reviewing Skyfall. I love that, like... <laughs> The whole point is, is they're like, well, no, this is our responsibility because mm-hmm. we created them. Yeah, and but it's kind of if if anyone needs to take care of it, it's us. It's a it's a similar thing in this in this Mission Impossible because because the the syndicate is literally an anti IMF. That's yeah. that's what they call it, mm-hmm. and that's that's how they operate. Yep, they operate in in similar ways. Yep, I won't I won't I don't want to give away. Yeah, I was like oh, maybe in discussion we'll we'll get real deep into that. Oh my goodness, it gets it gets crazy. Yes, gets crazy. Uh, but that's a good, you know, like uh, w- when we were watching the trailers before this and uh, they showed the trailer for The Man from Uncle. You know, yes. I leaned over you and I said, I love that there's so many good spy movies oh, coming out. I'm looking forward to that so much. Because I didn't think, I didn't even care about Man from Uncle. And then I saw that trailer and I was like, oh, wow, this, uh, this might be it good. It looks really good. Yeah. Good. yeah. Uh, especially, I mean, earlier this year we had Spy. Mm-hmm. We had Kingsman. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on we're going to have Spectre. We got this. You know, these are spy movies. It's a good year. It's good times. It's a good year. And a uh, 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 blatant plug. What do you call that? Uh, whatever. Uh, <laughs> if you like <laughs> spy stories, go check out uh, my uh, podcast called Pick Your Path. Oh. Choose Your Adventure podcast. Did you guys just do a spy episode? No, but that was mine. My second oh, one was the spy episode. Very nice. It was called You're an Agent of Crash. Ooh. Anyway. Cool. Like uh, blatant plugs aside, <laughs> what what else do you have to say about this? Um, I really enjoyed it. I mm. mean, this is the first time in a while I didn't get popcorn, mm. and holy crap, this was a popcorn film. <laughs> I mean, this was just it. It has a bit of a setup in the beginning, um, after the first kind of harrowing scene, but uh, but man, like this. I, I haven't seen pacing like this in a while. Like this is just breakneck all the way to the end. And it was fantastic. Like there was not really a dull moment aside from Alec Baldwin's fantastic acting with that cheesy line. Like everything fit well. It was, it was mm. great. Mm. Like definitely I should think she, people should go see this mm. in the uh, theater. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's really interesting. Uh, you get, uh, you know, uh, there's one woman, it's a typical Mission Impossible thing. You get one woman in the film, <sighs> but luckily this time she's not a love oh, interest. She's I'm awesome. going to say she's not a love interest. Yeah. She's, she's, she's there for really action. She's cool. there to fight and to run and to, you know, be a spy. I love the dual running in this movie. Like, because <laughs> it's, it's become a joke how Tom Cruise is always running in movies and to see someone keeping, keeping pace with him was just refreshing mm-hmm. and it being a woman. Yeah, it's great. Uh, I think we'll get also, uh, I, I want to wrap this up, but I think if, if you want to hear more in the discussion, I think we'll talk more about um, the 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 ending mm-hmm. and that it's it's kind of a, a slow ending. Right. Yeah, which just is kind of rolls into it. Uh, but we'll talk about it in the discussion. Which is nice. I think, just talking about the pacing, I think the breakneck speed of the movie mm-hmm. and then a nice little soft resolution at the end, mm-hmm. um, I think that makes sense and allows you to come down off that high without, you know, like stretching after a run. Yeah. Uh, all right. So that is our review. Yep. Be sure to stay to the end if you want to hear our spoilers. Let's talk about what's coming out new in theaters. Uh, which is, uh, well, I'll just say what they are. We got uh, Fanta Four Stick. We got. <laughs> really? Yeah, Fanta Four Stick. Okay. We got Sean the Sheep movie. Uh, Ricky and the Flash. 
that's interesting. DC is coming out real strong uh, with these early films. I know. Uh, we have The Gift and Cop Car in limited release. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, Cop Car, uh, the director, John Watts, is our future Spider-Man director. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, um, oh, we didn't even oh, pick. Oh, this is that Kevin Bacon. We didn't pick thing. what we're going to guess the ending to. So well, what do you want to do? Uh, yeah, uh, well, let's, let's first give some thanks. Okay. First... Thank you to Silent Partner, uh, whose song, Sophomore Makeout, is our theme song. We got that from the YouTube Audio Library. Ooh. You can, too, if you go to youtube.com slash audio library. Go check it out. Our logo was done by Justin Keyslon. You can find his writings and more at Agents of Guard. That's agentsofguard.com. Uh, if you like podcasts, you should check out Shut Up, Leonard. It's the community podcast that I do with Matt Benson. Uh, we also do another podcast with David King called Pick Your Path, which I uh, did a, a, a secret plug for in the middle of our review. But again, just go to benviewnetwork.com slash PYP, Pick Your Path. It's a Choose Your Own Adventure style podcast where you can choose how the story ends. Uh, it's pretty cool. Go check that out. The new episode is is up. Uh, Benson's second episode called Trapped on Channel 2. Ooh. Pretty crazy. Tom was here to tell you about Optograb.org and Readwave.com and his short stories on Amazon and Smashwords. Jordan, I am streaming this weekend because I'm not helping people move anymore. And uh, man, that was a weekend, dude. I was in bed all day yesterday. Uh, but I'll be streaming on twitch.tv backslash Gamer Assault Weekly. Uh, I'm a part of a crew of people. We actually stream like Tuesday to Sunday now. Like it, we're all doing different stuff, different days. We're playing old video games, you know, Super Nintendo games, Nintendo games. It's a good time. This weekend. Mm-hmm. I am continuing my journey through the wastelands of New Vegas, mm. Fallout New Vegas, mm. and I'm going to try and get that done before Fallout 4 comes Delightful. out. And I'm uh, having a good time. So come by at 5 to 7 Pacific Standard Time, uh, and I'll be streaming. Definitely come into the chat, say hi, because we have conversations about all kinds of stuff, and it's always fun to interact with people. So I'll see you there. And if you like podcasts, you should just check out the Benview Network. Uh, you'll find a whole bunch of great podcasts there, benviewnetwork.com. Uh, or just go to our personal website, envypodcast.com. Uh, email us with your thoughts, things that you want us to review. Uh, you know, if you really want to hear us review something, we'll put it in a bonus review. A bonus episode, which will be, there will be one next week. Mm. We'll talk more about that later. And uh, <clears throat> on Twitter, I'm at podcasterandrew. Did you say Twitter? No, I'm at TrueValk. And definitely follow me if you plan on watching the streams, because sometimes we switch times, and I'll give an update if that happens. Mm -hmm. But I also retweet cute animal pictures, uh, um, anything beautiful, uh, Mm -hmm. fun, witty stuff. I I like to uh, spread and encourage love. Mm-hmm. on the internet it's, it's hard to find right now uh, um, love and courage what was your catchphrase that one time uh, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> it was good uh all right so now it's time for guess the ending you'll never guess how it ends yay uh you know there's so many yeah there's a lot of uh, stuff here can i guess two no, I don't want to guess two. You can guess two. I don't want to. I want, you know what I want to guess the ending what? to is Cop Car. So anything you pick is before it. I'm sorry. Uh, I really have a good one for Cop Car. I'm you're sorry. Just, you're just doing that to me. Okay, I'm, I'm going to do the gift. <laughs> <laughs> Did you realize? Okay, I don't want to break in here. Joel Edgerton is directing the gift as well. That's crazy. That's insane. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I've seen that trailer so many goddamn times. It was before the movie today. Anyway, thanks, Bloomhouse Productions. Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> what's, what's going oh, on? Oh, yeah, that is the movie I thought it was. Yeah. Okay, let me read this. Uh, there's like a reading part, right? I got to read things. <laughs> uh, directed by Joel uh, Egerton, uh, starring Jason Bateman, J- Jason Bateman, Batman, uh, Rebecca uh, Ferguson Hall, uh, Joel Egerton, and David Duchovny. Uh, a young Mary. Close. <laughs> uh, David Dinman. Look, all right. I don't know how to read. I'm a see the the fourth build person in this film. I don't even know who that is. Um, me neither. I could have seen him in the trailer, and I'd have no idea. And no idea. Yeah, I agree. Because there's three three important people in this film. <laughs> a young married couple's lives are thrown into a harrowing tailspin when an acquaintance from the husband's past brings mysterious gifts and a horrifying secret to light after more than twenty years. All right, so you want to know the weirdest part about? I saw this trailer today, and it spent like three minutes talking about like people who had done things to other people in high school and how they had come back and murdered them after 20 years. Oh, the like it brought up did? four different cases what? of real life things like that happening. Are you sure it wasn't, was it part of the 100% for this movie? Wait, no, was it the trailer or was it the, uh, no, it was trailer. The, the, before it was the film, be- it was in between two other trailers. Weird. Super weird. Well, I guess that's where that movie goes. Right? I guess he tries to kill him. Hey, guys, guess what this well, movie's no, that's about? that's definitely in the trailer. In yeah. the regular trailer that I've seen at least seven times now. It's ridiculous. They're pushing this movie so Cause hard. Because it, like... It's it, the trailer is like for a horror film, but it like it could be like just an indie movie. Mm-hmm. Like if the trailer was edited differently, mm-hmm. until you get to the part where he's chasing them with like baseball bats or yep. something. So, uh, so what happens in this movie is the mysterious gifts are actually tickets to like a a a resort like in the, in the forest, and uh, they end up taking the tickets because he's creeping around their house so much. They're like, just get let's get out of here. Like, there's no way he could follow us to the place that he gave us tickets to. <laughs> and they end up going to the resort, and there's a bunch of other people there. And uh, over the course of the whole time they're there, like, people just keep getting killed. Like, you know, someone dies this way, someone get, dies that way. It's just, like, a normal horror thing. And then um, over the course of the movie, Jason Bateman, like, is kind of breaking down because, uh, like, this whole thing is affecting him way more than you'd think. Mm. And you find out uh, over the course of the movie that um, him and his friends like killed somebody and, um, and that that person was related to this guy. And um, uh, there's a nice twist at the end though, because uh, when it comes to the final scene where it looks like uh, Joel Ayrton has shown up and he's going to kill Jason Bateman, um, he stabs him, but it's like a, a movie prop knife where the blade goes in mm. and um, he says, uh, now you know how afraid my, my brother or cousin or whatever was. And all the people, brother, the th- all the people that they thought had died early in the film, they all come out because it was all a hoax. It was all planned just to break Jason Bateman and get him to the point where he's going to confess mm-hmm. and the cops come in. And they, they arrest Jason Bateman. Because at this point, he's broken down so much, he's apologized for this crime. Mm. And of course, there's no, there's no amount of years that go by where you can't be convicted for murder. Yeah, murder. So uh, like it, it's all long ploy mm. just to get him to confess. Because without all of this pushing, he would have never gotten to that point. He would have always... Because he'd always kind of repressed it. You know what I mean? He tried uh-huh. to live a better life, but uh-huh. it still wasn't good enough. That's pretty crazy. And, I, uh, like I like that a lot. Yeah. And, you know. All right, here we go. Hit me. I'm going to take on Cop Car. Hit me. Directed by John Watts, starring Kevin Bacon, Shea Wiggum, Cameron Manheim, and James Fred Friedson Jackson. That's a long, that's a crazy long last name. Uh, a small town sheriff 
sets out to find the two kids who have taken his car on a joyride. Yeah, I've heard about this. All right, here we go. Uh, I, I know nothing about it except for this. So, um, you know, just, just go, go with me. Here. Oh, I'm ready. All right, so this film is actually set in like the late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. It's like a time when there's no like cell phones really going on. Oh, that makes sense. So, yeah. And uh, it's a small town and it's like a, it's kind of a hick town. It's kind of like, ah, eh, we, you know, there's nothing fun to do. And then these two kids are like the local delinquent kids. They like, they never did good in school. Mm, they're skipping out. Uh, and um, it's kind of important that one of them is, um, it's his birthday and he just uh, turned 18. Okay. And the other one is still 17. Right. So mm. um, they decide they're going to, so they actually, um, they've been fighting with this cop because they've been doing like, you know, petty crimes, but the cop never really catches them. So they're always kind of like mad at him and they're like, oh, we're going to show him one of these days. We're really going to show him. And, oh, he's the sheriff. I mean, so, so they, um, they actually, they take this cop car, not knowing it's the sheriff's car. They've been fighting with a cop. So it's the sheriff that they piss off, not the cop. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when they, so they go out on this joyride and the the sheriff takes another car to go chase him and it gets like really crazy. They like eventually it's for the first part, it's like a, you know, it's a car chase of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then eventually they have to go on foot. They crash and it's in like a, a neighborhood that's like being built. So it's like a bunch of abandoned model homes. And so they're trying to hide from the cop and, it, and, uh, he doesn't have backup at first. Uh, he, but eventually the other cop that the kids don't like joined him and it, it's a whole big, uh, chase on foot and up and down buildings and all these things. And eventually it ends in like a cornfield. Right. And so then they take down these two kids. They do catch them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, so the, this is this is the important part. So the one that is 18, of course, he gets convicted and sent to like regular jail. Mm-hmm. The one that's 17 goes to juvenile, oh. right? So his sentence is much lighter, and he eventually gets out. He it's it's now you know it's like now now it's now. He moves to New York. Jeez, he got 20 years for well, you know for he, stealing a cop I, car. I don't want to tell you all the things he did. Oh, but it was worth it. It was yeah. He, he it was the, he did the punishment fit bunch, the crime. Yeah, he did a bunch of other stuff. Probably caused a shit ton of property damage. So much damage. Just um to, uh, there was there was a shootout. I didn't want to mention it, but he he might have shot a cop. You know, it's like Ooh, a whole big thing. My goodness. Uh, but he didn't die. He ended up going to juvie. He got out. He moved to New York. He thought maybe no one will recognize me here. And then one night oh he's God. out he's out robbing uh, a store mm-hmm. uh, back in his criminal ways. And an old man tries to stop him, and he shoots this old man down before he runs away. And that old man's name was Ben. Oh, it's his friend. Huh? It was his friend? No, it was Ben. Okay. Uncle Ben. All right, I get it. This is actually secretly oh. a prequel oh to the new Spider movie. You know how they're saying that Spider Man movie is not going to be an origin film? It's because yeah. it's here. This he is sneaks it into story? the end of Cop Car. Oh wow! This director has been planning it. Marvel has been and planning they, it. And that they've got long. they've got the kid who's going to play Superman. Well, no, it's uh, not Spider Boy. I mean, he's it, they have a younger version of him. I don't know. It's like a whole. Well, yeah, no, the kids the it. kids already young. The kid who plays Spider Man. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It should be Spider Boy. Spider. Do you ever think like maybe he calls himself Spider-Man to fool people into thinking he's not a kid? But he's tiny. Yeah, right. He's a little boy. Yeah, but if you see someone swinging around, you he's think so you don't think, oh, that's a boy. You if think, I saw that's a, a alien. short Spider-Man <laughs> swinging around, I just walk up to him and pinch his cheeks. Uh-huh. Oh, then he'd shoot a web at you, little Spider Boy. Anyway, that's cop car. I'm sure that's how it's gonna end. That sounds great, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I mentioned. Oh, so let's end the guessing. It's ended. We we always have to make that official. Of course, you get mad if I don't. Well, because then it never ends, and then we're just always guessing, always guessing, uh, forever. 
So as I try, I kind of mentioned earlier, next week it's we're not going to have an, uh, a, a review of one of these films. It will be a, a collection of bonus reviews of other films that have come out recently. And this sucks because I really did want to see... Uh, Fantforstic? Fantforstic. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> and if I mean, I'll probably see it so we can do another bonus review of that. Okay. Or if nothing, I don't remember what comes out the next week, so yeah. we'll just keep... We'll keep reviewing whatever we want. And if Cop Car was uh, is going to be the origin story for Spider Man, I got to watch that. Sure, of course. I didn't mean to spoil that for you. But, yeah. you know, it's kind of important. Well, now, now I have to watch it. Uh, yeah, you know the one good thing about this weekend coming and going means that I will never have to see another trailer for any of these films. That's yes. I've seen The Gift seven times. I've seen Ricky and the Flash trailer eight uh-huh. times. Shaun the Sheep. I've seen it at least four times now. Yeah. The trailer. This is going to be four stick. Yeah. I've seen zero times because they're hiding it. I've seen it a bunch. Of I've, times. I've seen it once. I'm okay. sorry. I've just I was making a joke, but because the, everything well, else has no, been think about so like, off. You look at all these movies and you think, what's going to have the most trailers out? And it should be Fan Stick. That's what it's. That's I'm officially always going to call this this movie Fan Stick. Mm-hmm. That's just how it's going to be. You're just gonna, everyone's going to have to get used to it. I've seen the Gift trailer at least ten times. So it's going to be it's going to be a good going to be a good weekend. <laughs> Uh, but come back next week. You'll get those new reviews of films that are uh, have come out recently, including such hits as Trainwreck and uh, others. Mm-hmm. We'll just leave it at that. Uh, It'll be a good episode. It'll be a good app. Yep. And remember, if you stick around uh, to the end, you're going to get our discussion of Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Uh, but until next week, uh, this has been episode 236 of Nerds I Have You. I'm Andrew. I'm Jordan. That's the way it goes. <laughs> I've become addicted to solitaire. Really? Well, it started with free cell, which is weird. I played regular salt, uh, Klondike, as I believe they call it. I played Klondike for years. I tried out free cell because I was like, you know, I could never figure out free cell. I finally mastered free cell. Uh, and then started in spider solitaire now i've come to like spider more than free cell or klondike and they're all all the apps are made by the same company so they all look the same and they look nice so makes me feel good that's all i need right in life the apps make me feel good discussion (laughs) um what uh oh so uh i kind of didn't uh want to bring it up but there um again i'm sorry i don't have the link but there was an article that i was reading uh, that had an interview with the director Mm -hmm. and uh he talked about um how they actually moved the release date for this film up it was supposed to come out in the december and it moved up to the summer and um part of why i think the studio didn't want to do that was because um they they weren't sure if the movie was going to be done on time and oh, from wow. according to this article, the movie was 100% finished five days before the pre- premiere. Really? Uh, which is really cutting it close. Wow. Uh, Good thing we have digital projectors <clears throat> now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but part of what uh, what I think um, that's that's part of to blame for that slow ending. Oh. Because I think as they were, you know, they did. I don't think they had, uh, which is in a, quite a few spy movies, if you actually go back and look through uh, the ages, um, they didn't have a fully finished script 
per se. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of those things where um, in a spy movie, that final act, you know, it's like, yeah, it's a chase. Uh, it doesn't matter where it is. Mm-hmm. Like, it could be anywhere. It's yep. just kind of a moving part. Um, I remember it was the same with um, the third Born movie. Mm-hmm. They kind of shot that. They were like, oh, we don't really know. We'll shoot it wherever we need to. But I feel like that last chase scene was perfect because it, oh yeah, like the, it, it made a lot of sense and it it tied the movie back to the beginning of the movie, which yeah. was awesome. Well, the director, um, part of it was the knife fight between Rebecca Ferguson and the big guy, whatever his bone, the bones bone cutter, whatever cutter. his name was. Bone cutter, yeah. I don't think that was his name. Bone crusher. Bone crusher. Love the bone saw. <laughs> whatever his name was. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but the director had always wanted to do like a really cool knife fight. That was cool. And so, yeah, it was like, that's perfect. That works great. Mm-hmm. And then um, to have that kind of slower ending where, um, because the director was like, oh, it wouldn't make sense for Ethan Hunt to kill this guy. No. Even though like he absolutely hates him mm-hmm. he's and he's like the worst person ever like mm-hmm. he's not going to kill him and so it's like this weirdly fitting thing where he traps him in the same way that he he was trapped earlier and that makes total sense because ethan's gonna get an equal revenge yeah. or an equal comeuppance back at him mm-hmm. and then turn him over to the authorities yeah and i think that um you know the they've never i don't think mission impossible's ever had a, a villain return Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's just one of those things where it allows for a villain to possibly return right. or just be a part of it in mm-hmm. the future. And I think that's just an, another thing where per, perhaps at, with each Mission Impossible film, like they never know, are we going to do another one? Right. Uh, and that might just be because, um, and I've heard this in a lot of interviews with actors where they don't always want to sign on for a series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think with Tom Cruise, he always comes back to it and he says, do I really want to do he's not locked in mm-hmm. i don't think i think he uh, comes back and he decides do i want to come back do i and he that's why uh, i think a big part of it of why christopher mccory is the director and he directed because he worked in, with him before he said all right i would do it but i would do it with you yeah and i think i think they did an amazing job with jack reacher together mm-hmm. and like it lines up like i can see i can see that they've worked together before yeah and i mean even they're super different films and super di- super different characters right uh, so it's really interesting to see see that difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so that's, I mean, that might explain uh, to people who are complaining why the end of the film was like that. But I think it really works. I, and I, I have no problem. And with I thought end. it was sometimes, uh, uh, well, not sometimes, I think a lot of times, it's it's honestly refreshing to me when a film does something different, mm-hmm. when a film doesn't go like on the, the beats that you're expecting it to go. And so in, in a film like this, you'd expect like a crazy all out kind of thing. And here it has just slow moment where they just trap the bad guy. And uh, the bad guy just goes nuts in that little box. It's awesome. And that was really crazy. I was like, he, like, here he is. He's so mad because <clears throat> he's he's been one step ahead this whole time. And the here whole he movie, he is up on everybody. <clears throat> he's yeah. going to win at every point. He's got it all figured out because he knows how everybody works. Mm. And they f- they figure him out. Oh, yeah. And that crazy standoff. Right. We didn't even talk about that standoff. Oh. I mean, it was we couldn't talk about it in the review because it's way too much. But right. Yeah, they, they, instead of, I mean, and it's, again, refreshing. They didn't kidnap Rebecca Ferguson. They kidnapped right. uh, uh, Simon Pegg, mm-hmm. uh, which is like, oh, wow, that, you know, that makes sense. It kind of sucks because it's like, oh, man, Simon Pegg, you know, Simon he's great. Pegg. And it's perfect, too, because everybody loves him. <clears throat> yeah, and uh, so it gets gets into this, uh, this moment where uh, Ethan Hunt has to, you know, be smarter than the bad guy mm-hmm. in the ultimate moment. It's he, he can't make one mistake. Mm-hmm. So and I love really crazy. I love that he was her body shield mm-hmm. because they couldn't kill him. Yep. So every single time uh, they would, he was protecting her with his body. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. Yeah. So good. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. That was a good it's scene. A, it's, a, it's a good movie. Yes. <laughs> 
but yeah, I think, and I think it's really good. Um, Rebecca Ferguson's character, I want to just say again, she's really good. Uh, and, and she was never, she never fell into like, you know, uh, just as a sex object. There's like one scene where she takes off her shirt, mm-hmm. but it wasn't like shot in a provocative way. No, it wasn't. Se. It was, uh, she was, was kind of casual. She was an attractive woman, but the film wasn't trying to point that out. Mm-hmm. It was just like, no, this is just a woman, mm-hmm. which I think was great. Yeah. She's pretty, just another person. Pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. What a what a time. Mm-hmm. What a time we live in. It just still bothers me that there was only one woman in the whole film. Yeah, that's but, not But in the last Mission Impossible, great. the woman on their team, she was not a love interest, right? No, but you know. But I think she was great too in that film. She didn't come back. Oh, that's true. I, don't, I can't remember if she died. I, can't, I, I honestly can't I remember what happened I need to, to watch that movie again. Uh, wasn't it Paula Patton? Pat, Pat? Sure. Does it say, say her name? Know. She was in Two Guns. Have you seen Two Guns? Yeah, I love Paula. Two love Guns is good. I love that movie. Didn't we review it? I couldn't remember if you were here. Uh, I definitely saw it. I saw it on my birthday. Whatever. Ooh. What was it last year? Ooh. Yeah. It's birthday times. Anyway, uh, what what else you got? Anything else? I love um, that in the in the opera house scene, everything was a gun. Mm. Everything turned into a gun. Everything was a gun. It was <laughs> awesome. Um, just the the way it was shot. Mm-hmm. Just there was a lot of humor in the film, which was great. Yeah, that's um, like a Mission Impossible thing. Yeah, but it's like a it, standard. Was, it was really well done. Like, mm-hmm. like that theater scene could have just been tense and been good, mm-hmm. but there was humor in it mm-hmm. because they were like accidentally messing with the controls for where they were, where Ethan Hunt was. So <laughs> yeah. they were going up and down where at the same time that was thrilling and at an action standpoint and set up interesting fight scenes, but it was also funny to watch them, you know, go back and forth. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was just, I don't know. There's uh Oh, Let's talk about that opening scene. Like, mm. th- they make a point that the anti-IMF has been tracking IMF's activities. Yeah. And they know that Ethan Hunt is their biggest threat. Yeah. That he is the best agent that they have. Mm. So it makes far more sense for them to capture him than to, than to kill him. But why is the, the big, why, why is the leader there? Because he wants to see him. Because he's never seen him up close. I guess. And he wants to be there and look into his eyes when he knows that he's been caught. <laughs> Because this guy's messed up. It, it, the movie sets up that this guy is an angry monster. Yeah. And and Ethan Hunt gives a fantastic speech of like, maybe you were that way already. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe your work turned you into it, but that doesn't matter. And like he makes a point of like saying, no, I know who you are. You're like the bad version of me. Mm-hmm. You're the, what could happen to an agent that's done a lot of bad things and yep. gone that way. And like, that's why he was there. Like he wanted to make a point. Mm. And then the next scene is him trying to be broken to be brought to their side. Mm-hmm. No, let's uh, let's talk about where the syndicate came from. Right. So it was um, the whatever the British uh, that British guy. Mm-hmm. He was the leader of what MI five, MI six, whatever. whatever they have. Yeah. And uh, it it turns out that he had tried to set up um, an IMF like secret organization. Yeah, but an IMF that it, that isn't tied to like any organization, none. Like that it, was completely independent and of, of political aspirations, and was more about instead of protecting people, taking out threats. Yeah, before before they even were threats. Uh-huh. And sense. the prime minister made a point of saying, "No, this is a horrible thing. This yeah. is a bad thing. We're cutting it off." Mm-hmm. And it was never technically destroyed. Yeah. Well, the 
it, it, it was like a weird thing where it was set up, it got going, but they held the funds. Mm. And so what the big fight in the end was was for money. It yep. was literally just for money. Yep, because it was, was money that was set aside. Yeah, that was set aside in a way where, uh, you know, it could it could be found later. And and the guy who set it up was just like, well, if we just don't give them money, because the guy that they set up to make the organization ends up going rogue. Mm-hmm. And like doing his own thing with it. And instead of telling the prime minister, they just kind of sweep it under the rug and tell themselves, well, he'll eventually run out of money. Then he won't be a problem. Mm -hmm. But it was a thing where they were um, they were picking up ex agents or from all over the world. Every organization agents. Yeah. From every spy organization and kidnapping them and and bringing them over. Yeah. It was they would they would essentially fake their deaths and Mm -hmm. then tell them you can either join us or actually die. Yep. And so it or was, or the other option was we're going to break you with torture yeah. and then brainwash you and make you one of us yeah, prob- yeah. or ki- kill you in the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's there's there's one scene that I thought was kind of interesting where the where the bad guy, uh, Sean Harris's character, does kind of just like talk for a brief moment about what his aspirations are, mm-hmm. where he wants to break the status quo. He yep. wants to, you know, make the world not as it is, but as it should be or something. Mm-hmm. But it's still like, he's insane. Like, right. he's just killing all... And it's... Uh, does, isn't there a part where Ethan Hunt says, like, you killed innocents? And he's like, oh, who cares? Like, yeah. that's... <laughs> who, who, they were that, in my way. That whole, that whole like, oh, you gotta break some shells. Yeah. Um, you know, break a few eggs. Uh, which I think is, is at least a little more interesting than just like, oh, I hate you, I'm gonna kill you. Right. But by the end, it was a totally, I'm going to, I hate you. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> mm-hmm. It turned into that. Yeah. Uh, pretty crazy. I'm I still, liked it. I'm looking, I'm looking forward to Spectre though. Right. Forward to, because it's going to be, it's going to be better. <laughs> it's going to be better. I'm sorry. I hope it's going to be no better. What? Man, this set a high bar. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot of, um, at least for, uh, I mean, I don't know how long that each of them will survive, but in, in Spectre, there's at least three ladies. So, mm-hmm. It's it's already doing better than this. You got a higher one quote, lady. Yeah. higher quotient of of women. Well, as 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 Bond films go, typically one of them dies, mm-hmm. um, and uh, one of them's a love interest. One of them's a love interest, and one of them. So if it's if there's three, here, this is a Spectre future so, talk. So one one, one dies, one, one dies, of one's a love interest, the other one's bad. The other one's a love interest, but femme fatale gonna kill him. Well, there's three. So yeah, that's it what I'm saying. One of each. That's what I'm saying. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, you've got the one who dies, who may or may not be a love interest. Uh-huh. You've got love interest slash uh buddy cop partner sure and then femme fatale also love interest mm-hmm. well they're all love interests well, period well, it's bond it's daniel craig what are you gonna do yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> that's gonna be good yeah that's gonna be really good mm-hmm. i just like spy things well because like ever since skyfall like such a good villain mm-hmm. and like this guy's good but man they got the best person for Spectre. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Anyway, that's been our discussion of mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. What do you have to say? Uh, you know what? Uh, be wary of suited dudes that belong to rogue nations. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com. <laughs>